0: Today is Friday, July the 29th, and you're listening to the Grains Matter Tatter Podcast presented by Northcore Grains. I'm your host, Doris Foster. I'm joined today by my co-host, Mr. Jeffrey Guy.
1: Good afternoon, good morning, good evening to everybody.
0: <laughs> a little different this, this week, <laughs> eh, Jeffrey? Out of practice.
1: You're all by your lonely... We are also speech.
0: joined by our uh, co-worker here, Bob Smith. Hi, everybody. So, let's get into it. We get, you get all three of us this week instead of just me, so I'm sure it will be a little bit longer than three minutes this time. <laughs> oh,
1: short and sweet last week. That's, short right, and sweet. that's oh. right, that's right,
0: that's well, right. So, lots happened this week, Jeff, and, and it kind of all started here Friday last week where we, we talked about that in the podcast, that there was an agreement signed between Ukraine and, and Russia, so what, what's happened since?
1: Yeah, when I listened to your podcast last Friday, Dolores, I was hearing about this new agreement between Ukraine and Russia, thinking that was going to affect prices big time. And then on Saturday, Russia bombs one of the, the new agreement was there was supposed to be exports out of three ports, uh, new exports coming out of reopen up three ports in the Ukraine. And then on Saturday, Russia bombs one of the ports.
0: So the course, markets didn't even have time to react because they weren't open. <laughs> yeah,
1: and But, of course, it was a military target right beside the port or right at the port. So Russia said they didn't really attack the port. They attacked a military target there. But uh, I think they were just flexing their muscles, saying, you might think you can do all this stuff, but you know what? We're still in charge. So,
0: Wow. That's... Uh yeah, I'm not sure I'd want to be, I I know I would not want to be in Ukraine's position no. right
1: now. <laughs> so even like reports coming out of the Ukraine this week was that they were, they're still looking at, uh, they're, they're still talking about getting these new exports going, um, getting these three ports reopened. You know, they're looking at, uh, they want to export like up to 5 million tons per month for three or four months. Like 5 million tons is a lot of grain. So this is, you know, this is wheat, this is corn, maybe sunflowers. I'm not sure what all it is. But it's it's a lot of grain to come to the markets. The infrastructure, I think, Bob, you were reading something about, like, the boats for for this. Apparently there's uh, seven cargo ships in the harbor ready to go. and uh, But there's a little concern that once they leave, they're not sure whether... And getting out to the Black Sea, what's going to happen there? And They're also not really sure what's uh, whether they can bring in more boats. You know? I, uh, seven ships is a, you know that's a drop in the bucket.
0: That's right. Yeah,
1: you know that's uh, two hundred to three hundred thousand tons.
0: That's right. It's You'd an, have to get a lot more ships in there to get that that volume. That
1: five, it's you know just a drop in the bucket. So absolutely, it's. Uh, I still have the feeling, rightly or wrongly, that. When they do start exporting, and we'll say when or if. if, whatever we want to say, there will be pictures taken, able to get out in the markets, and what will happen when that happens? when those pictures come out? The market's going to overreact, and things are going to go...
0: I would yeah, say probably up. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, down. Down,
1: <laughs> down, down, down. So it's a, uh, it'd be interesting to see the market. We know the market always overreacts, so... If we look back at this week so so there that happened last weekend you know wheat prices were up about 20 dollars this week and spring wheat that's winter wheat spring wheat a little less than that they're saying in the uh the wheat market now and the spring wheat market one of the big things is the speculative money that's you know these are the the guessers there they're they were looking for prices to go up, 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 that they've liquidated most of their position. Mm. So now we're maybe truly in a supply-demand side. Su- supply-demand will rule that market for a little while.
0: This will be what? Like the first time since how long that it would be just a supply-demand market?
1: Since Christ was a cowboy <laughs> or something, a long time. So <laughs> the uh, so it's, it's pretty interesting how, like, so the market was up this week, even with the thought that, there might be wheat coming out of the Ukraine, and uh, it's pretty, I don't know, it's just interesting. So wheat, you know, it's so we say it's up about $20. The winter wheat harvest in the States is, I think last week it was about 70% complete on Monday. Hard red spring wheat, uh, there was a yield tour this week in uh, what in the Dakotas, and they're looking at strong yields on spring wheat. I actually read a report today about, oh, the yields are going to be so strong that they'll be able to fill in some of the spots that the Ukraine wheat isn't filling. But that hasn't happened for the last year for the U.S. wheat, so I don't look for it to happen going forward. But, you know, the wheat stocks are pretty low in the U.S.
0: So spring wheat is definitely underway here in the U.S. A couple weeks uh, delayed, I think, is what we're hearing, But and with strong yields. But what are what are the yields looking like for the winter wheats that were just harvested in the U.S.
1: So there's no big reports about winter wheat harvest. So in the U.S. it's, you know, it was low, low down in the south, and then it gets a little stronger coming up to the Kansas area. And that's so. there. I think they're just looking around an average crop. And you, we're not reading doom and gloom, and we're not reading uh, right. boom, boom, boom. So it's it's got to be somewhere around the average. So, you know, we talked about wheat prices Corn was up uh, about twenty dollars for this harvest this week, uh, back over that three hundred dollar mark. Thankfully, you know, last week it had fallen below that. Soybeans were the the star of the market this week. The star of the market, they were up uh, sixty four dollars for this harvest.
0: That's a that's a big jump in one that week. That
1: is just a phenomenal swing. like the week before? Where were they down twenty to thirty dollars? Then they jump up $60. Like that is just a phenomenal number for how much to come up. So soybeans uh, So
0: what's what's driving soybean prices? Well, so they've
1: been up six consecutive trading days. In the U.S. there's strong demand. It's funny, one day you read, strong demand for soy meal. It's setting some short-term price price, uh, highs for soy meal, in the States, nearby is higher than harvest. It's, there's still good demand for it. And then the next day you read about soybean oil. There's big demand for soybean oil. And that helps to push up the prices. So read a few things about soybean oil. The, uh, so soybean oil is used a lot in the States in biodiesel. It's up uh, about 10% usage from May of last year to this year. That soybean oil used in biodiesel. And I read a kind of an interesting thing. Renewable diesel production capacity has almost doubled in the last year in the US. It was like up 98%. So basically doubled. And that would include more than soybean oil being used in some of this renewable diesel, but it's they're looking at it they're trying to go greener, do I dare say? It's a uh, Well,
0: what's green? Plants. So
1: so soybeans must be green. Eh? You must use green soybeans in that or something.
0: Well, they so. are green before they turn brown
1: <laughs> You know and what's so that's part driving soybeans is the demand but also the weather market What do we what are they uh, looking for in the weather market? What did you read about that Bob? Well, I guess they got got uh, some life-saving rains uh, in the Midwest the last week but there's the long-range forecast is to be hotter and drier, so it's... Uh, yeah, and
0: it's pretty critical time here for corn, soybeans, and uh, and that spring wheat that's heading out there, so...
1: Yeah, so this past week, I agree, Bob, they say a lot of the places did get some rains that were really needed, and the next two-week forecast is looking hot and dry, you know, and it's even looking harder, or that the western corn belts may be under more stress and... But if it's too hot and dry, that's going to put stress on the corn, soybeans, and that filling wheat. So it's, it's you know, that weather market, we're truly into a weather market until something outside happens. You know, being Ukraine, whatever.
0: Someone actually was talking to someone today, and and they said, and I mentioned that that the the forecast is is hot and dry, and they're like, so are you telling me I should be holding on to my crop? And I said, sure, until something else comes in and affects the market, right? <laughs> well,
1: that's that's, <laughs> that's it. pretty
0: much how it is. <laughs> you
1: no, know, like we, I've been saying to people, we've already talked about it. If Ukraine really does get exporting grains, like we could see a fifty dollar negative swing oh, just
0: sure. in a couple
1: of days, so. You know, you look at the world markets and the corn side, Brazil had a good corn crop. They're currently dominating the export market, which is that big C word, China, you know, and the demand from China. The U.S., those exports kind of falling behind some. It's still the time of year where Brazil exports a lot of soybeans to China too. For sure. There's still some COVID outbreaks in China you know, there's a meeting, telephone meeting, what, between Biden and uh, Chairman Xi or whatever his name is in China this week. They're supposedly want to get together sometime soon, but there's lots of tension between those countries, and that could change our markets overnight, too. So it's, For sure. you know.
0: So, well, we've talked kind of about what's happening in the U.S. and globally.
1: Too many big things out there.
0: So why don't we talk a little bit about what's happening locally? Winter wheat harvest has started.
1: Yeehaw. (laughs) Nice to see the combines moving.
0: It is. It sure is. So what are we seeing here coming into the elevator?
1: Well, we're talking, uh, let's first talk a little bit about yields. That's pretty positive. Yeah. Generally, looking at some really strong yields in winter wheat from uh, the St. Lawrence Valley area right up, or the Seaway area right up to you know Renfrew and over into the Pontiac, some very strong yields on winter wheat. Yeah, but uh, I think there's been a, a little bit of quality issue some places.
0: We've seen we've seen uh, both sides of it. We've seen the really good quality, and we've seen some some poor quality, some wheat coming in, not make, making protein. And and uh, there is definitely fusarium out there this year, it's not. It's not everywhere, but there are pockets that have fusarium for sure.
1: So what that means, if there's some areas of fusarium is, I think the agronomist would say, get it off. Don't worry about moisture, get it combined. Absolutely. When you wait for that last bit to dry out, that's fusarium. The late, That late fusarium is still uh, is growing in that, so, so take it off. And the part with some lower uh, protein levels, if the yields are so high, it's, that's kind of a norm too, and that protein levels would be on the hard red winter wheat. So, if we get away from wheat, corn and soy, corn and soybeans. What are we looking at right now, locally? Fungicide spraying. Did you see any sprayers out there moving around, Bob, in your all,
0: travels? All kinds of them. All kinds of them. Yep. And the crop, the crops
1: are looking really good. They really are looking good locally, and uh, there are uh, when you kind of look closer, you can see a lot of spots within the fields, but. Just some uh, severe spots, but it, it, they are looking really, really good. So it is that time of year where corn generally looks good. It's tasseled. Most of it's tasseled. This is when fungicide gets sprayed on corn. Soybeans, people have been sprayed for fungicide on sp- soybeans, but I'm hearing some reports about uh, aphids in soybeans and other insects in corn. So
0: yep.
1: how can we combat that is by spraying. With spraying its boots on the ground. Get out there and inspect your fields. Get somebody to scout your fields. You And then figure out whether you need to spray them or not. You know, talk sure. to your agronomist. Just talk to us when you want to market that corn <laughs> and soybeans and stuff. <laughs> but uh, no, crops are looking pretty good. Maybe not quite as good as they did this time last year, but uh, they're still looking very strong. I
0: think we're, so. uh, yeah, there's, def- there's definitely stuff out there. Like we've talked before, kind of that... That early planted stuff versus the stuff that got planted a little bit later, there there's definitely a, a difference in, um, in I guess you could say, quality between the two. But I think uh, we're coming into a pretty good crop year. It, it won't be record-breaking, but it'll be... Uh,
1: the quality and the consistency of those fields. And, for uh, sure. So last weekend I was down in the ingersoll uh, Tilsonburg area, and I saw much the same in their their crops. Their early corn was as good as our early corn, Mm -hmm. and their later corn, I'd say our later corn was better than their later corn, and their soybeans were much the same. Some good fields and some fields that maybe not quite be so And I think it's
0: it's pretty much the same story everywhere else as as well. I know there's that that little pocket there kind of around Napanee that that had a real heck of a go here in the springtime, but uh, that. A lot of guys, they ended up with those two pockets, the early planted and, and the later planted kind of thing, so.
1: So anyhow, we'll see what the market's holding in next week. Remember, we haven't said the V word yet this week. What's the V word, Bob? I'm not sure. <laughs> Volatility. <laughs> Volatility. Come on. I set you up for that one. That was an easy one. Volatility. <laughs> I was going to say
0: void check. No, I'm <laughs> kidding.
1: I don't want a void check. I want a good check. So, but... You know, we've had volatility every week. We just keep talking about it. There's so many outside things that affect the markets now, and it looks like it's going to continue. So, uh, keep uh, keep close with your yep. on your phones and watch the markets. Every everything, and uh, call us anytime. You know, we've had some people now looking at uh, 2023 crops. Now that soybeans are back over $600. It's what not a great a bad, place to start! Not a bad place to start. Get a little bit out there. So that's if, about all I have to say for this week.
0: All I have is uh, if uh, if you are combining wheat this this weekend and uh, and need to get unloaded, at the elevators give us a call. Uh, plan is to be open on Sun Saturday, sorry Saturday and Monday. So um, yeah, just call ahead and and we'll take care of you.
1: Oh, yeah, Sundays when you sleep after going out partying all night Saturday night. So that's night right, Saturday, Jeff. So. Yeah,
0: that's right. <laughs> Thank All you good. so much for tuning into the podcast and uh we'll talk to you guys next week. Hope you guys have a great long August weekend.
1: Good night ever goodbye, everybody. <laughs> thanks very and much. Thanks for listening, Kim. <laughs>